The crash site would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we create, the Yuggera and Turrbal peoples. We also pay our respects to elders, past, present and emerging. Sovereignty was never ceded. Always was and always will be Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people's land. Touch me on the tip of my eardrum and play little songs with my wax. <laughs> <laughs> my parents used to call me Ricky when I was younger. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's that weird. just gives a whole new meaning <laughs> to that what gives we talk about. a whole new meaning to our new song. Ricky's, Ricky's. in my ear. <laughs> Ricky's in my ear. Ricky's and my in my ear. Ricky's in my ear. No way. No that, way, Ricochet. That's crazy. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Spinny Top podcast, where we talk about <laughs> all your favorite. We talk about all your favorite spinny tops. Oh, so if you're did out you guys there, play with spinny tops. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> you didn't. The wooden ones. You definitely didn't. No. The wooden ones. You're I, I played with Tarzos. <laughs> Do you remember Tarzos? No. Spinning tops were. Yeah. Notoriously hard. These, the ones I remember were plastic and they'd like attach to a thing and you'd, you'd wind it and then yeah. you'd press the button and it'd go. Oh, I had oh, my, I, I thought had they, they were like, they were like Tarzos. Ow. <laughs> I had this one that was just a semicircle, <laughs> a, a three dimensional semicircle, whatever you call that, yeah. an elliptical thing. Elliptical machine. Then, elliptical trail. Then like, yeah. it looked like Jupiter basically, but thinner with the planet and you would have to wrap and then you would have to like throw and pull. Oh. And it would, oh. it would, it would like, it was so hard. That is hard. It was wood. Yeah. Like the Kadama, Kadama, Kadama. It's the second. So you know the ones that you've got, like, it looks like a hammer, with with a, 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 a like a, an icicle on the top. Mm. A and hammer you, with an icicle. And you go. It's on a string. It's like a ball, like with a similar weight of like a cricket ball. Yes, 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 yes. It looks like a um, it looks like a hourglass on the end of a stick. Yeah. And then there's a ball with a string with a ball attached, and you flick the ball in the air and try and catch it in the cup, and then you flick it again and catch it on the other side of the cup. You you'll know it when you see it. Wait, pineapples. <laughs> Wait, what is that? How to make a kaladama? Kadama. Kendama. Kadama. kadama isn't that yeah, extra noodles yeah i'll get a set of extra this noodles, is kadeyama this is, what, this is what i'm talking about yeah japanese game you know oh, that one no no i don't <laughs> don't tell me what i know i got really good at it did you guys ever play with diablos uh, yes <laughs> at wellers they were massive at wellers wait were they yeah i don't yeah <laughs> Yeah. No, they were. I, I had yeah. one. I was. I was one of the typical. Are they the string ones? Yeah. Yeah. They're great. Them and the other ones that are just the stick. Um. I remember getting mm. in front of my. Sticks. Oh like, yeah, yeah, and you'd flip the stick yeah. on the stick. Yeah. Very. Not as fun as the Diablo. <laughs> Diablo had some pace. Yeah. Because yeah. kites. Remember kites? 
Whoever flies a kite these days. Yeah, my dad was well into kites. Kites, oh, kites kind of bored me, I'll mm. be honest, because it's like, it's just up in the air. It's just something in the air. <laughs> it's just up in the air. But yeah. You can never look down a plane to go mm. with someone kiting. Get a big yeah. all up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Ricky ricochet moment, ladies and gentlemen. Ricky's just hit the ricochet button. <laughs> Christ. Yeah. I'm here every Tuesday. Not Thursday. <laughs> not Thursday. Not Monday. Don't come not here Wednesday. if you're looking for me on a Thursday. Don't come here if you're looking for me at all. Because that'd be weird. <laughs> yeah, don't live here. <laughs> <laughs> Am I recording? Uh, yes. Am I recording? Is yeah. this recording? What are we what, what have we been talking about today? What today are, we're talking we, about yeah. one of we've we've been pondering many different topics to talk about today because it's our day of recording which means we figure out what we're going to talk about and what we've been talking a little bit about was this idea of opportunities Mm. how do you make opportunities so we were talking about things like confidence a bunch of those things so if you if you're tuning in if you're tuning in today's episode it's going to be a bit of a yarn We're going to have a bit of a chat. We're going to talk through some ideas. But the main core idea is for creative people, how do you create your own opportunities? (laughs) And if you're watching us on video, good on you. We've got to get some softboxes. Yeah, I know. Look at the (laughs) Playing with shadows. How to create your own shadows live. How to create your own light beacons live. And in today's episode, <laughs> we are moving around the world. We're Whoa. all, we're starting. We're like binary stars. We're like a binaural nap for your daily routine. Whoa, swapping around. <laughs> that was cool. Guys, you guys need help. Speaking of help, how do you help someone? <laughs> <laughs> what a transition. How do you, how do you like, help okay. someone? Do, are we like, I was like, is this going to be the transition or are we going to laugh about it? Like that, was, that was what I was curious to see. It was the latter, not the former. If, if there was someone sitting across this table in, in a meeting scenario that yeah. sat down and was said, hello, Crashlight, how do I create opportunities for myself? How would you help them? <laughs> That's what we're starting with today. How would you help okay. them? Oh, my, my first thing is always, I always just tell people to go into volunteer websites. Like if it's mm. an entryway into a workshop, um, workshop, if it's an entryway into a workplace kind of opportunity creation moment, um, volunteer websites are a great place to start because so many volunteer positions turn into part-time, full-time jobs and like they're easy to fill. You don't need as much, uh, experience. And then once you've done them, you've got experience. So yeah, mm-hmm. like if you're Queensland based, Volunteer Queensland's a really good site. Also, just checking out like Seek. A lot of small businesses put up um, roles that they need for people working in creative industries, um, like to just help them out with stuff that they don't know about. So, yeah, it's a great way to just make connections as well. And it can be like short term, long term, whatever you want to make it. So, mm. definitely a good first stepping stone. I'm sure you could just search 
volunteering and then something you're interested in yeah and then there would something would come up yeah or even if somewhere doesn't offer volunteering there's probably a heap of organizations that don't have the capacity for volunteering like in a formal sense but if you just sent them an email or gave them a call and were like or walked into their store if they have a physical store Mm. and just said hey could i volunteer some time and get some work experience with you Mm. a lot of places would be super open to that internships Mm. yeah as well Yeah. yeah But the key, I think, here is confidence. Yeah. When you are making these face-to-face interactions or on the phone, to be confident in yourself and what you want and know what your goals are mm. with said workplace or wherever you're willing yeah, to. Yeah, just be very clear and concise about what you would be able to provide to them and what you would be wanting to get out of the job as well. Because that's like another major thing is when people go into job opportunities or interviews and stuff and they're not quite sure what they want out of it you're more likely to end up in a position in a job where you're not getting the experience that you wanted or you're not getting the face-to-face time within sales that you wanted because you haven't been clear about it um so communication is definitely key yeah and i think even if you feel like you're not experienced enough or you don't have sort of the work experience where someone you would want to hire you or bring you on board. I think part of the game, you know, there's that old saying, well, it's not even an old saying, it's just the saying <laughs> of like, fake it till you make it. But mm. I truly believe, especially in the creative industries, like everyone's faking it. Like no one, this idea of like knowing what you're doing is, is just complete. Except not, we know what we're doing. Oh, obviously we're we, right. We know. Yeah. As the crash, like we're, we're very confident in the fact that we know exactly what we're doing. This is probably one of the most professional podcasts you'll hear. Mm. Um, I think we take ourselves very, very seriously. And that's critical. Yes. Um, because we know what we're doing. Um, but we're founding members of the Sirius community. Yeah. So Sirius um, <laughs> is our middle name. Um, we've all formally changed our middle name to Sirius. So I'm Zed Sirius Hopkins. Mm. Um, Tarek Sirius Jib. <laughs> yep. And this is Zane Sirius Woodland, Woodland Snake. snake. <laughs> uh, Zane also changed his last name to be Woodland Snake just because he's a bit of a snake. <laughs> <laughs> and he's serious about that position. And he's very serious about that. Um, rattlesnake. Mm, mm. Yeah. So if you do hear rattling in this episode, we do apologize. He's just... Um, Any ambient noises is just <laughs> my tail. <laughs> Rattling away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any, anyway, the main point, the main point that we try to bring up here is that you have to take yourself seriously when you go into these places. <laughs> <laughs> you need to <laughs> keep it together. The ship is sinking. <laughs> but I'm going to keep it afloat because oh. the the fundamental Irony. thing is you need to make it easy for someone to say yes to you. Yeah. yeah. And people are... <laughs> wow, you just got two years. <laughs> yes. This is a big win for me. I don't normally get two years, but today I got two years, so thank you. Um, oh. the, the main thing is that if you go in with that confidence and that willingness and, ma- and work to make it easy for someone else, say, this is where I can help you in these specific areas, this is what I want to learn, and I'm willing to show up on these dates on these times. Mm. Because that makes it easy for someone to say yes. Mm. You're making it easy for them. Don't just come in and say, hey, can I work with you? Can yeah. I get work experience? Because then they have to do all the work to figure out what it looks like. Do, write up a proposal and say, this is how I could do it. Mm. Actually go that extra step because also then they're going to see that it's not going to require work from them to give you this experience, that you're going to figure it out and you're committed to figuring that out. Mm. And I honestly think a lot of people would be surprised how few people actually do stuff like that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think also something that's undervalued in today's sort of 
in in today's workings of society and jobs is face-to-face interaction. Mm. Mm. A lot of things have moved on to the digital space or the online or emails and all that jazz. Recently, you know, I've, part of my role has just been walking around where I work, the neighbourhood, and visiting local business and just saying hello and just being like, I just wanted to, to know what you do and where you are and if you're interested in collaborating on things. Mm. Mm. I feel like being able to put a name to a face holds so much value, especially mm. if you're in a large-scale company. They, I can't imagine many people would, other than just, would, would actually show up other than just applying online. Or, yeah. If you yeah. want to stand out, like if you actually want something, like go and get it. Yeah. Like I actually think I know that sounds so simple, but and and like it's like oh silly advice said. But like seriously, the amount of people like if you just if you actually want a job, here's a tangible example. Okay, mm-hmm. when I first got back to Brisbane, I was, I was hunting for a job. I was like I need a job. I've gone. I've you know like I've figured out my my stuff. I know the next step for me is I need to get a job. And I was applying to a bunch of different jobs, and I got this interview for this one job that I was woefully unqualified for and it was it was literally as a marketing manager for like a a large-scale like events company Mm. and i i basically the way i got an interview is i created a twitter account and i found the twitter handle of the founder of the business Mm. and i tweeted him and i said i see you're looking for someone with an understanding of social media and how to connect with people online (laughs) sorry (laughs) sorry (laughs) i just got like my throat is closed up and it sounded like i was gonna cry (laughs) i thought it was part of the tweet (laughs) yeah yeah. i was so emotional uh no i said i see you looking for someone that's got an understanding of social media and how to connect with people online if you're looking for that i'm your person I get a call the, the next day and they said, come on in for an interview. I get into the interview, right? And I sort of inflate some of my experiences. I say, yeah, this is what you're looking at. And I, and I come out of it and I'm like, look, I'm, I'm probably not qualified for this job. However, I know I could figure it out. Mm. And so I, and so before I went in, I did research on the role. Mm. I did research on competitors and I actually brought that in to the interview. Mm. They then called me up afterwards and they said, look, it was down, but it was down between you and someone else. The reason we didn't go with you is because we're looking for someone to be in this role for five years minimum, and you've already said that you're going to leave the country at some point in the next three years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. you're not the person we're going to bring on. However, you were our preferred candidate, and we'd love to possibly bring you on as a contractor at some time in the future. Mm. And and I was like, I, I'm not even, a, I'm not a marketing person, really. I, you know, like, I, but I did research and I reached out to the highest level person I possibly could. Yeah. Mm. And I truly believe that's how I got that interview. Mm. Um, so I think there's sometimes it's going, all right, it, there's this idea of the third door. Um, oh, there's a great I book. I thought it was the fourth door. That's the fifth door I think you're talking about. <laughs> oh uh, every door has another door oh. in this world. So, um, But no, what I'm talking about is there Why is a book. I found the first door. <laughs> Well, Zane, that's because you've got a rattle. <laughs> and it's yeah, very loud. Knows, everyone knows you're not allowed through the door if you've got a rattle. Yeah, it's like you've but got But if a... you've got a paddle, you get fast track. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Leave your rattle at the first door. Or disguise it underneath the paddle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I love this idea of taking a shot at things, though. Because mm. for the sake of it. Because why not? Yeah. yeah. Why not? Why not? Because most people will go, 
why not? Oh, it's too hard. Oh, I don't want mm. to be difficult. Oh, I don't want to embarrass myself. That's but not people, normal. What's you know, embarrassing about trying? It's like no. this weird idea that follows us from like high school kind of age yep. through the rest of our life, like early adulthood and stuff. And it's like there's this weird difference between triers or tryhards and then like cool people or whatever the mm. heck that means. And it's just like cool people. <laughs> Yeah, I started learning in art. Yeah. What's up? Yeah, 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 yeah. Relatable. I don't know why I just did that. Because you're cool, man. I'm cool, man. Check it. We're cool. Oh, Check the shit. No. I, I know what you mean, though. Is Yeah, there's yeah. this, like, weird... There's this weird energy around actually putting yourself out there and trying, especially within a field that you might not have experience in. You know, it's like there's this big fall that's going to happen from grace or whatever if you don't achieve something within this new area but it's like it's a new area if you go and you try you've lost nothing also on that (laughs) sorry is if you're outside of this industry or perspective or common thinking operating brain Mm. coming in from that new perspective is automatically automatically going to stand out because you've got a different yeah. understanding of it. A different perspective. So, like, use your strengths and, like, bring your strengths to the table and say, look, I understand you're looking for a marketing manager with five years' experience, but it's an entry-level position, which, if you've looked at the job market, that's kind of what it looks like. It's Literally absolutely ridiculous. every single marketing but, job, they yeah. want five years' experience. Five years' experience, you've done a degree, and, you you know, you've you've done all this, but it's entry-level. Yeah. You know, and it's like, what is this? This is ridiculous. Does social but, media profiles count as marketing experience? I mean, I, honestly, these days, everything's marketing experience. <laughs> Literally. Right? Like, but, but fundamentally what it comes down to is you going, all right, what do they want from this job? They want someone to come in here and take over their marketing strategy, mm-hmm. right? So what I need to do is I need to be confident in a vision for mm. what their marketing strategy could be. So in my interview, if I figure out how to get an interview, because I show up in person, I introduce myself, I tell them about what I'm doing, they go, oh, well, we got 100 applicants, but I've only, you know, I've only seen four of them face-to-face. Well, I'm at least going to go with those people because I actually have met them before, right? Mm. There's a personal connection. You then get in the interview, but you bring a proposal Mm. for what they're looking for. You go, what does this employer want? If I was this employer, what would I want to see? I want to see someone that is taking initiative, Mm. that has their own unique ideas and is working to understand my business, Mm. asking me questions about what I want in this role. Mm. Because fundamentally, you want once again, you want to make their life easy. Mm. That's what they're looking for. But the next step to realize too is once you get into these organizations, you start to realize that no one really knows what they're doing anyway. Facts. You know, and everyone's just kind of pretending, but mm. we don't talk about it. No one talks about the fact that no one's really qualified for their job. Uh, it doesn't matter how long you've been in it. I mean, what's a qualification anyway? Oh, right. qualification. It's just, yeah, I mean, bits of paper, you know, some, some name badges, really, some Love titles. Name, badge. name badges are great, aren't they? You know, because it really just separates separates people isn't it great you know we should get name badges for crash we should you know um when could could you imagine us just showing up to random social events with all of our name badges like like those um the ones with the that clear their metal on the back and the clear plastic bubble thing like the proper good ones yeah or or like the the one i think about is like manager it's like what is this yeah like what what do you mean you're the manager (laughs) Like, yeah. like, like, what do managers do? Manager's job yeah, is manage. to just manage other people. Yeah. Well, how about if you built a workplace where people were able to manage themselves? 
because most people are smart enough to do it and if given agency, mm-hmm. we'll figure it out. That's mm-hmm. where inefficiencies come from, mm-hmm. you know? So I think there's also a question of, all right, making your own opportunities, pursuing things. But also if you're running a business or you're looking at running a business, think about how you can run it differently, run it smarter, run it more efficiently Mm. because you're bringing on people that you want to give agency to, Mm. you know, and you want to accelerate that process. Mm. Hmm. I think there's a lot of room for employers to make more of an effort to be encouraging to applicants i think they're like we were talking about before there's so many firewalls and especially since you know like the um online job application boom right like pretty there's so many places large companies so many of them only use online programs like seek or jora or whatever or like their own in-house ones through their website and stuff and it does improve efficiency when they're sifting through so many different applications and stuff but in these little short jots of information about the job and about the company and about their culture and stuff they just lay out all of these really massive requirements and they hardly ever talk about what they can provide what support they could provide the applicant you know and so it is kind of overwhelming and you don't get different or diverse types of people with different backgrounds or different angles into how they could help that with that position within the company because you've laid out a cookie cutter for one exact type of person Mm. so you get the applications from those exact people you know Mm. and i think that's also Mm. like a contributor to high staff turnover as well because if one person leaves and they weren't quite the right fit. So many times people just ask for the same thing again. Yeah. Like, right, it was it was them, it wasn't how we set out the job position, or it was them, it wasn't how we supported that position, you know? So mm-hmm. it, it is really important because I've also come from a background of being within management in small business. And it's like, you've got to be listening to your staff as well and listening to how their positions are important within the workplace and how they can be better supported because you'll just keep having to move new people through if you don't mm. well that's yeah. the the old adage of if your staff are happy your customers will be happy yeah. mm. if you if you provide the framework where staff are autonomous but are guided and supported then they will be able to do the best of their job and they'll be able to fill in the gaps and fill in their vision of what they think their job is mm. i also think as an employee it is your right to feel supported and comforted in the workplace yeah. and to be able to ask questions and be able to challenge your your authorities i think that is how you build a thriving culture yeah. and i think if that's something you value you should be looking for workplaces that allow that mm. um to tie back in one other thing that i did want to flag is a couple of top tips for application processes and here we go here's just a couple of them number one number one is if they ask you for a resume or a portfolio or information in a specific format please provide it in that format Uh, as someone who works as a producer i get incredibly frustrated when people send me files that are not the correct format and then i have to take my time to reformat them that Thank is you, annoying. Richie. <laughs> Thanks, Richie. Uh, Richie will be back next week for another hot tip. Um, but I do think that's a really important thing. That is yes. a really important thing. Um, yes. Yeah. Follow, follow basic guidelines, but innovate within them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's a fine line between what 
what is easy for admin jobs and what is asked of and what is in an application process different to the mold. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like some things such as PNG or JPEG, like formatting and mm. that stuff, it's important to get right. Mm. But when it's, yeah, we were talking before about different ways you can approach a job opportunity or approach an interview, different yeah. ways yeah. of access. Yeah. Well, yeah. like here, here's another sort of tangible example, right? If they ask for a PDF, give them a PDF. It's probably because that's the files that they're then going to be printing. Mm. So if you're actually, if you provide a Word file or a Pages file, there's a risk that it, maybe it's not compatible with the system they're using or when they go to bulk print, it's not going to print in the way that everything else is printing. Some right? companies also, especially with larger companies, some people have like um, regulations around what files they're allowed to open. Yeah as well mm. so it is really impo- important to follow those procedures mm. also as like someone who like reads applications and stuff if if the file is not the right file a lot of people will then just avoid it mm. they'll just go all right i'm not looking at it they had one job yeah. it just shows me they didn't take enough time and, and care to do it properly mm. my little hack there is so for my resume because i know the kind of jobs i want are people that are interested in someone that's going to be a little bit out out of left field that's going to bring some new ideas and that has a bit of autonomy in their work so unlike most of the templates for resumes which are just like the sort of like black and white straight lines very basic i put a photo in there it's like colorful it's i've broken everything down this is i'm very that like my resumes have always looked like that i've always had a little picture but i did hear something i can't remember if it was like on a podcast or in in person Mm -hmm. i think it was in person But the photo thing divides people with yeah, resumes. Some people really don't like the photo thing. I don't know if they think it's like preening or if it's just like a waste of space and they didn't ask for the photo or something. I'm not sure. Mm. But I don't know. I think it's like showing up face to face. It's like, yeah. okay, well, this is a presentation of me. Hello, I'm me. This is my name. I'm a human. I'm not a piece of paper. I don't Can know. I offer a solution? Is that you make tailored resumes yeah so this is what i do is i make a resume from scratch based on what job i'm applying for and then if instead of putting a photo in it why not hand it to them in person Mm. you know things like that or like i mean that depends on the business i just give them a signed headshot yeah i just put posters (laughs) up in front of their businesses (laughs) and i put my face on them and a big sign that says your next employee Employee of the month, <laughs> yeah, yeah, me. Employee yeah. of the August. month, <laughs> You want to hold on to this because it'll be worth a lot. I sign them. I sign them and I give them to all their employees. It's and just I... a poster of you waking, being yeah. like, "You're getting lucky." <laughs> <laughs> I find out where they live and I drop it in their mailbox. No, but no. I so no, don't do that. <laughs> that is not advice. <laughs> I do really agree with the tailored resumes. And of course, yeah. a lot of jobs ask for cover letters as well. And for goodness sake, don't just use the same template for your cover letters. <laughs> like, just write your cover letter from scratch. It doesn't take that long. It's normally a couple hundred words. Like, seriously, mm. don't just copy and paste because the amount of times you'll get a different business name or something at the top of it. Oh, and, yeah, and yeah. immediately it's like done. Can I, yeah. can I provide a hack? A life hack. Yeah. This is Schmitchy's life hack of the day. Come on, Schmitchy. Up so to I the always, mic. I always like call ahead or, or or introduce myself. Maybe without maybe without um, talking to the business prior or telling them that I'm interested in a job. I'll just go in as a customer or, or, or call up and get a name. This is the most important thing. 
because then in your email you can say hello I've spoken with name I was interested in, or I heard about this job opportunity you're already opening up this sense of familiarity within the business and they can also then vouch for you they, oh I remember them they were yeah they were lovely yeah, yeah that's Ooh. that's sneaky that's yeah, good I that's like good. that yeah. thank, thank you <laughs> That was Schmitchy's hot tip. Yeah. Thanks, Schmitchy. We have a lot of guests on, on the, today's episode. Um, so if you like our guests, let us know and we'll bring some more guests on. Yeah, we Not can you, always Paul. bring more. <laughs> Get down. <laughs> Sit. No, I, while we're on resumes and see like all of these cover While we're letters sitting on stuff, our resumes, let's pull them out yeah. and give them a read. Yeah. <laughs> I love this paper mache seat you made out of <laughs> All the lost <laughs> applications um, for the craft site. <laughs> You're just gonna pour the water on the floor then. For a second. Okay. So, uh, yeah, when, <laughs> when you work in creative industries, you can end up with a lot of disparate jobs that you do, and some of them can be really, really short term. Some can be just like working on a show and stuff like that. So there's a lot of running around to different things, and it's hard to keep track of all the experience that you've accumulated. So it's really important to keep a long form resume that isn't anything that you hand in, but it's literally just for yourself. Every time you finish a job, you should go back to this resume and write down exactly what your position was, or, you know, like- Well, it's fresh. What, yeah, yeah, or make up a name for what your position was as close to the details as you possibly can. Global and write, manager. <laughs> yeah, and of write down things. everything that you've done within that role as well, all of the experience that you've gained, because then when you are writing these tailored resumes for jobs that you really want, it's just a matter of copying and pasting. Mm. And another great thing to ask for is a written recommendation. Yeah. You know, because it just set, it it's going that it's making it a little bit easier for your employer. It's going that extra step and providing like a signed recommendation without having to call through a bunch of references, but your references still need to be there. But yeah, I mean, a long form resume is like a really great way to keep track yeah. of everything. Speaking of tracks, I was wondering, do you mind if we hit, you know, grab that thing that they do on train tracks and we tilt the track to another track? Yeah. The other track that I'm thinking of is the track of, you know, we're talking about opportunities. We've been talking a lot about like workplace opportunities, but I was wondering if we could talk a little bit more about creative and like freelance opportunities mm. and how... You, you can go about actually creating work and building a portfolio for yourself. Because I think one of the things that we get stuck in is this idea of like, all right, well, if I want to get employment, or I want to build a brand for myself. I need to do things. Mm. So how do I actually do things? And I think one of the issues is people set such a low bar mm. for what they're going to do. And my bit of advice would go, would to actually sit down and go, all right, what do you want to do with your life? Do you want to be a photographer? Do you want to be an artist? Are you not sure? So you just want to try some things out? Mm. Or do you want to be a, do you want to be a painter? Do you want to be a videographer? Right? And then from that point go, all right, in that vein, what is the craziest thing that I could possibly do? Like what is the largest scale, most impactful thing that I could do within the risk portfolio that, you know, like within the risk that I'm willing to take? Yeah, yeah. Well, like with the resources that are yeah, available. With the resources you. I have. Yeah. And, and, and shoot, like shoot a moonshot, like do something that is like absolutely wild mm. and then bring it back to what's realizable, but don't start with the like easiest possible, most simplest thing. Mm. Go the other way. Shoot mm. as far forward as you possibly can. Even if you feel like you're not qualified or no one will come or you're not good enough for that yet, 
because you're going to get better by doing things that push you and challenge you yeah. than just doing what everyone else is doing. Because the base way that people treat creative projects is what's the minimum viable product. Mm. And like, as you know, working across festivals and seeing a lot of different things in Australia, but also overseas, like one of the biggest things I see is most people don't push themselves far enough mm. and you just see adequate work. People just do things that are satisfactory. And I think, that holds people back because even if it's a failure, when you've pushed yourself beyond what's possible, you've done something that is like awesome, you know, and you've learned things and you've tried something out. And I think there's value to those failures too, because you've actually done something that a lot of other people would be too scared or not courageous enough to do. Mm. Like Zane, like when you got that rattle, <laughs> I, I was really proud of you. I, I thought it was a courageous thing to do. Yeah, it was um, a big surgery. It, it was. We looked after you for 20 weeks. Yeah. 20 weeks, Zane was in an egg. You know, like a little eggshell. Yeah. And it's fallen off soon. Yeah. You know, like it's falling off and it's it's temporary and I've got to look after it while I've got it. Yeah. But I'm proud that I did it and I've got something to hold on to as a memento of this experience. Mm. And that's what's the most important about opportunities is mementos. You need to collect as many mementos as yeah. possible. Yeah, it's, it's like the famous saying, mementos and memorabilia change the world. Mm. Um, momentum. I yeah. Oh, and momentum. The three M's of marketing. <laughs> momentum, memorabilia, and mementos. Memento. <laughs> and, and mentos. mentos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. you always need a fresh breath. Yeah. Speaking of fresh breath, um, Zane, how's your teeth brushing been going lately? <laughs> it's been going great. <laughs> Since I got this tail, it's been yeah. a lot easier to brush my teeth. Because it's a reminder because you've got to brush your tail and then brush your teeth. No, oh, no, yeah. And brush the teeth on your tail. Yeah. Yeah, we need to get those fixed, man, because you keep biting me on the lips. Sorry there. It's been a bit of a chaotic week here at the old uh, crash site HQ. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Lots of tails. <clears throat> it's a tail. We've been chasing our yeah. tails. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering, do you want to tell us <laughs> one of those tails, Derek? <laughs> I just remembered the guy joke. <laughs> the what joke? The kite joke. <laughs> you don't remember? What joke? Yeah, she never looked down a plan to go Ooh. with someone kiting. Get a big yeah. up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Ricky ricochet moment, ladies and gentlemen. Ricky's just hit the ricochet button. I'm here every Tuesday. The, guy the kite joke. joke. Oh, the kite joke. <laughs> Wait, was it in the I podcast? Say, I think you're saying the guy joke. <laughs> was that in the podcast or when we had breakfast? What? Did we talk about that joke at breakfast or at the podcast? Literally like 20 minutes ago huh. at this table. Yeah. There's a lot of things that happen at this table that... Memento disease. <laughs> I'm glad, so glad you brought that up. It actually is something I've been thinking a lot about. Um, for all our listeners, this probably doesn't make any sense, but it's what it's opening up is a new new <laughs> concept for the Crash Creative Podcast. We want to have a little bit of fun, and so we're gonna just we're just gonna keep this yarn going um, <laughs> as we talk. Move back to the third door. I want to oh. give one recommendation really quickly. Yeah, we we're talking about doors before, mm. right? We're talking about all the different doors that Zane's walked through, that Tarek's walked through. I don't walk through doors because I'm very superstitious, mm. so I never leave the granny flat. No frames. Uh, no frames. No no names. windows. No names. Nothing that ends in aim. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and no Amy's. No, no Amy's, oh, unfortunately. That's, um, that's rude. Mm. That's, it is you have actually. a good friend named Amy. Oh, and my mother, too. Yeah. 
I have many oh, dear friends. You don't hang out with name... Zane's mom. I have many close people <laughs> by the name Amy. That's quite offensive. I am offended. Guys, could we not talk I'm about not, some of the I'm podcasts? not voting for you for this election, Zed. Oh, that's the next thing we talk about. I am running for the federal election uh, as an independent um, under the Crash Creative Political, political Party. party. <laughs> well, the Crash creative, creative Political Party. No, no, it has to be said with the pause. Yeah, the Crash Creative Political, political Party. party. Um, there's a bow. There's a bow in it. It's like a yeah. bow to the world. A bow to the world. In the pause. <laughs> Um, what I'm running on is a platform of removing all doors, um, except the third door. And the third door is a great book by Alex Benayan. Um, and it's all about this idea of, it's sort of based on this idea of like a nightclub. There's like the main entry where everyone lines up and you sort of just have to wait in line until it's your turn. There's the VIP entrance if you've got the clout and sort of the, the brand and exposure, but there's always a third door. You know, the one where you sneak past the chefs and you sneak in through the kitchen and you hide under something and then you shift around. Like, that is oh, what yeah. it's all about. Oh, there are literal third doors at bars too. Yeah. Like I'm telling you now. Zane has been to many a bars oh, yeah. and he has climbed through many of a third door. No, I'm, not, I'm actually serious, yeah. Mm. I always would get led into the back of it. I'm not going to say where, because otherwise that's giving Zane. away. <laughs> Was that the camera? <laughs> Zane, for, for those listening, for those listening, Zane has continued to use his little scaly tail to kick the camera while while we've been speaking. Oh Sorry, God. don't worry about it. No. That was so funny. I thought it was there, I was like, is there an earthquake? What's <laughs> happening? And then I'm looking at this and I'm like, why is he doing that? So. I thought it was a chair leg. Sorry, my tail <laughs> likes to do some crazy things. It likes to bite all sorts of legs. <laughs> uh, speaking oh. of legs, um, <laughs> I was thinking of what kind of creative legs have you been standing on recently? (laughs) I've been very inspired by watching art documentaries on YouTube. Oh, nice. Um, Tate Tate Modern has a lot of, like, this whole series where they sort of feature different artists. Yeah. So if you're looking for a bit of inspo, Mm. they're really, really cool. Um, I've been inspired by nature. In particular, the sky. And I've been inspired to be painting mm. said images that come from my head while watching certain moments. I'm really into painting at the moment. Nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Like it. With my tail. <laughs> <laughs> tail painting was Zane. It's a niche. It's a very it niche style of painting. Yeah. <laughs> Sex cells and <laughs> snake cells. Cell. Just tails. Just tails. Just tails. Um, it's all about the tail here at the Crash Creative Podcast. Tall tail, short what are, tail, what are your round creative tails. Legs? What are your creative legs? I think I'm in between legs. Mm. I think I'm in between. I think I'm just floating. Is yeah. that what that is? You're doing the splits. Mm. Yeah, something like that. Or I'm standing in between two large legs. Mm. The third leg. <laughs> <laughs> Not the third leg. Not the third leg. <laughs> I want that to be very <laughs> fucking clear. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm not entirely sure if you hear things before you say them. So Although I do, I did that very deliberately. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, so, you're standing on no legs. <laughs> <laughs> you may be taking the third door, but you're not taking the third leg. Sometimes it's hard to stay standing on these legs. Though. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Legs gotta, that yeah. fit you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I'm just like in between a few things. I've got a lot of like daytime work stuff to wrap up to hopefully move out of that position a little bit. Mm. So that's taking up a lot of my spare time and I think I'm, I'm like kind of on the hunt for the next little bit of inspiration, you know, like yeah, a nice. solid project to sink mm-hmm. into as well. So, yeah. Yeah. On the cool. hunt. On the hunt. It's always good to be on the hunt. It is. I think that's like a good mentality. If we talk about opportunities, like always being mm. on the hunt for what's, what the next thing could be. Mm. Being open yeah. to possibility, to spontaneity, to something showing up, to reading things and being curious and seeing where that takes you. Yeah, because um, mountain lions are out there. They, they, they are, are out, out there. there. Mm. Opportunities yeah. come just like that. Opportunities are like mountain lions. I don't think we talk about this enough. Opportunities, no. they'll stalk you, they'll hunt you down, and sometimes you've got to go off the beaten track to find them. And but when you do, you, you bloody know. Yeah. You know, yeah. because you either run at it or you run away. <laughs> <laughs> That's a brilliant analogy, actually. Yeah. Great analogy. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah. I really appreciate that. Well, um, what's the summary of this episode? What are, we, what, are we, what are we titling this episode? When opportunity knocks, invite it in like you would a mountain lion. Nice. <laughs> Standing on your third leg. Yeah. <laughs> Using your tail to bite it. <laughs> um, this has been a wide-ranging, weird and wacky <laughs> conversation. Hopefully you got something out of it. Hopefully you joined us in having a bit of a chuckle. Yeah. And we will see you next week when we talk about the rise of new types of pie crust. Mm. And how they rise. And And why they rise. Yeah. Physically and politically. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And the functionality of yeast. (laughs) (laughs) Brought to you and sponsored by the crust. So so does yeast fall on the left or the right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Within the political diaspora, where does yeast fall? Wait. Wait. Okay. That. Yeah, do not put conservative yeast in your sourdough. <laughs> <laughs> and that's our outro. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Bye. Bye.